Welcome back to the Indiscriminate News Network. I'm your host, Jason Sinclair. Let's start off with some U.S.-Russian stuff. U.S. and Russia meet at a critical moment to push to stop Putin from invading Ukraine. Just touching on where we were at and where we're at now. So Russia's pissed off that U.S. is trying very hard to get NATO, uh, to get Ukraine part of NATO. Obviously, Russia would not be happy with with that at all because you'd have the West right at their doorstep. This is going on for a while, so this has been going on for a while. U.S. pushing for Ukraine to join NATO. Ukraine convincing its citizens to join NATO for a while. Comes up to a breaking point to where Putin's like, fine, screw this. This is not going to happen. I'm sending troops to the border to threaten invasion. Actually, he, I mean, he already did, you know, what was it, last year, a year before last, right? He's going to threaten to take over the whole country at this point. He's like, well, hold on, hold on. Wait a second. All right, let's try to make some deals here. Let's try to make some deals here. Uh, so U.S. is trying to, obviously, without, because nobody in the U.S., well, I'm not going to say nobody, but a majority of the Americans don't want to get involved in another war. Obviously, the military-industrial complex would like that very much. Um, however, Biden's been like, please don't invade Ukraine. We'll have, we'll have sanctions on you. That's not good. We'll have sanctions on you, which, I mean... How powerful are all these sanctions? Does it do a lot? It does a lot for hurting the public of a country that's getting sanctioned, but for the ruling elite, I mean, I mean, it really doesn't affect them extremely hard. I mean, to the point where they're like struggling, right? It really affects most of the other, most of the citizens of the country. All right. So, anyways, around. Christmas, they start backing back out. Russia said, okay, fine, we'll back out. United States starts to up its rhetoric, saying don't do anything or else. In response, Russia starts putting troops back on the border and starts putting more and more pressure on them. I think right now they're doing like war games uh, with Belarus because Russia and Belarus are buddy buddies now. Anyways, because Lyshenko has them for help and Etc. Etc. It's a big mess over there. Russia wants nothing with uh, nothing to do with NATO on their doorstep, so they're willing to absolutely threaten, destroy, whatever, and Ukraine take it over to make sure that doesn't happen. All right, let's jump into this article here from ABC News. Let's see what they have to say. So, U.S. Russia made a critical moment push to stop Putin invading Ukraine. Secretary of State, excuse me, Secretary of State Anthony. Blinken is meeting with Russian Foreign Ministry Sergei Lavrov in Geneva as the United States looks to ward off Russian invasion of its neighbor. With weeks-long standoff over Ukraine at a critical moment, top diplomats Washington and Moscow are meeting on Friday talks aim at averting a Russian invasion of its neighbor. Invasion of its neighbor. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, Russian Foreign Minister, are in Geneva, like I said. The United States has voiced concerns, growing concerns that Russia's invasion could be imminent. <coughs> Excuse me. The Kremlin has amassed as many as 100,000 troops on Kyiv's doorstep, but reportedly denied planning to invade. 
Previous talks have achieved little progress with the U.S. and its NATO allies dismissing demands from Moscow about the Western alliance relationship with Ukraine and other former Soviet states. We don't expect to resolve our differences here today, but I do hope and expect that we could test whether a path of diplomacy or dialogue remains open. This is a critical moment, Blinken told Lavrov. Lavrov, meanwhile, said he didn't expect a breakthrough at these negotiations. What we expect is more concrete answers to our concrete proposals. Get out of Russia and former Russian states, what they're asking. The U.S. and its allies have sought present to, uh, present and united front warning of severe consequences, including harsh economic sanctions. Note, didn't say anything about military actions. We have been very clear throughout that any Russian military forces move across Ukrainian border and commit new acts of aggression against Ukraine that will be met with a swift, severe, united response from the United States and our allies and partners. His comments came from President Joe Biden, predicting that Russian President Vladimir Putin would invade. My guess is he'll move in and he has something. He has to do something. Biden came under fire for making a distinction between minor incursion and a full-blown attack, suggesting there were divisions within transatlantic alliance over how to react smaller-scale Russian operation. It depends on what it does. On what it does, uh, It's one thing if it's a minor incursion, we end up having to fight about what to do and what not to do. Biden's comment drew quick criticism from Washington to Kiev, with some accusing the president of giving Russia the go-ahead to launch a planned attack. Yep, 100%. Take over that other border town. All right, this is from TASS. It comes on absurd threats against Russia becoming worthless as they keep piling up, Kremlin says. The sanctions against Russia and the West that the West is considering are absurd and becoming even more worthless as I keep piling up, Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov told reporters. According to Washington Post, a group of Republican congressmen have come up with a bill imposing sanctions on top Russian military and major businessmen. U.S. lawmakers are exercising what they are capable of doing best. The more contingent bills there are, along with their absurd contents and absurd proposed measures, the worthless they become. The proposed blanket Blacklist includes former and active government officials as well as prominent Russian businessmen and public figures. The list contains 35 names, including Prime Minister Mikhail, Mush- excuse me, Mikhail Mishutin and uh, Dmitry Peskov, Kremlin Chief Antonio Vano, Security Council Nikolai Parturev, and Moscow Mayor Sergei Sobayanin. There you go. All right. Okay, so uh, moving on to Myanmar, oil majors, Total Energies, and Chevron are withdrawing. Oil majors, uh, partners in major gas project in Myanmar, have decided to withdraw from the country. They said on Friday that citing the worsening humanitarian situation following last year's coup. Since the February coup, Myanmar's security forces have killed more than 1,400 people, arrested thousands, and tried to crush the resistance. Obviously, the Wanta, the, mil- the ruling military party, disputes the figures. Total Energies and Chevron, along with other firms, are part of a joint venture operating the Yana- Yadana gas project off of Myanmar southern southwest coast and the MGTC transportation system carrying the gas from a field to Myanmar Thailand border. The situation in terms of human rights and general the rule of law, which have kept worsening in Myanmar since the coup in February 2021, has led us to reassess the situation and no longer allows for total energies to make a sufficiently positive contribution to the country. Uh, that obviously goes with the same with Chevron. All right. So Rohingya groups, those uh, minority group in Myanmar, urge U.S. French sanctions on Myanmar gas revenue. So even more. 
So Rohingya rights organization called on the U.S. and France to impose sanctions on gas revenue. Myanmar claiming the military wants us using the money earned at natural resources to commit genocide. That is pretty obvious. I'm going to finish off on this one, Slovak president, to ratify U.S. defense agreement with one condition. I don't think that the treaty threatens the Slovak Republic in any way. Quite the contrary, President Kaputuva said. That's Slovak President Zuzana Kaputuva. Probably announcing her last name wrong. So she said, I support the agreement. Do not, don't think that threatens the Slovak Republic in any way. Quite the contrary, the president said. I consider the agreement to be a standard way to improve defense cooperation with allies. We're a member of the North Atlantic Alliance. And this is intended to contribute to the cooperation. The head of the state recalled that 23 of the 29 NATO state members have concluded a similar agreement with the U.S. Opposition claims the treaty threatens Slovak sovereignty. The defense agreement with the United States was approved last week by the government. However, the opposition and prosecutors general's office said the treaty threatens the country's sovereignty. Slovak Foreign Minister Ivan Karkas emphasized the government has approved the agreement unanimously. So that's obviously pro-Russia and anti-Russia elements within the country. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Indiscriminate News Network. I'm your host, Jason St. Clair. Take care. I appreciate all of you. Bye.